and welcome back to the Murdy Creative Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy, and today's topic is who defines the terms. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who supported the company so far. If you haven't got a chance, go check us out on the web at murdycreative.co. That's M-U-R-D-Y creative.co. Or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching at murdycreative.co to see the best of our product shots. While we're up to date with our daily photos, be the first one to know about new product launches. You can also use the subscribe button at the bottom of our website to be included in all of our new product announcements. Be sure to check out our laser engraving, personalization options, and exclusive colors on the website, or you can get a blank one on Amazon Prime. Also, if you haven't joined our Discord server, please do so. The description uh, will have a link at the very top of it that will have the details of how you can join. You just click on that, it'll take you to the server. In the Discord server, we talk about the prototyping that I'm doing, suggestions, new product ideas, surveys, all sorts of great stuff, and that's a great place to get directly in contact with us and communicate more openly in a community. So check that out if you're interested. We would love to have you join our Discord in the comments below. So, this is a topic I kind of went back and forth. I'm like, do I talk about this? Do I not talk about this? And part of the reason why is because I'm pretty upset about it. I'm still pretty frustrated about this. And it's, it's one of those things where I, I read the email last night and I thought to myself, you know what? I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just going to let it be. And I'll think about it a little more before I respond. The thing I'm talking about is who defines the terms of a deal for payment, for delivery, for goods? Now, the short answer is both parties, of course, obviously, right? It's not that simple, though. It's more complicated because there's a lot of elements about, there are a lot of extraneous elements that go into the deal that are never said, that are not spoken, that aren't necessarily known by both parties that play into it. For example, Hypothetically, if there was a company that was desperate to make a deal because they needed the money and a buyer came to them and approached them and said, I got a lot of money. I'd like to buy your product, but I don't want to pay you for three months. That company might be inclined, if they can, to take that bad deal functionally because they don't really have a lot of choice because they're in bad shape. Flip side, another hypothetical, a company that's doing great business, it's got a strong product line, it's got a lot of offers on the table, there's a lot of companies out there that are interested in them. If that same buyer were to come to them and say, I want your product, but I'm going to pay you in three months, the company would say, no. Right? So there's an element of power, and I hate using that term because it's gotten that, it's gotten so semantically overloaded. The, the term power and in negotiations, this idea that it's like, oh, it's just the power party. No, there's so much more than that, right? Because it's not just about who's got the best negotiating power, right? Who's got the best negotiating position in these situations. It also has things like history, the relationship you have with the customer beforehand. It's got um, inventory and supply chain concerns, right? How are you able to actually fulfill the order and or do you have the cash flow you needed? So there's a financial element to it, right? Do you have the money you need to buy the materials up front to be able to support the, the order? You've got labor concerns, right? If you've got people that are going on vacation or people that are overworked or you've got people that you're already at the top of your production capacity, maybe the lead times and the things aren't really accessible for you, even if you wanted to do them, even if the client wanted you. So there's a lot of elements that come into these negotiations and it's not, it's not possible for both parties to know everything. And even if both parties did know everything, that wouldn't necessarily change the fact that there's a certain level of effort put in by both parties to make the deal most optimal for them and oftentimes there is common purpose in an arrangement but 
there also at the same time often can be somewhat of counter purpose. And what I mean by that is that obviously if you're the buyer, getting the best price is your goal and getting the best terms from, you know, the time of delivery and the time of payment, right? Getting all of that stuff is the most ideal. And on the flip side of that, if you're the seller, you don't want that to happen. You want to sell it for the most money you can make on terms that allow for you to have the most comfortable margins for your work, work period, your inventory, your supply chain, all of the other things. However, both parties want the deal to happen, right? So there is a counter and a cross purpose. Now, one of the issues that come into play in all of these arrangements that I think is challenging is that you don't want to be in a position where you unnecessarily tank a deal by acting rashly and emotionally. And that's really hard to do, especially if you're someone like me, because I have a very strong sense in my mind of loyalty. I want to take care of good customers and I want to, I, I'll go above and beyond for vendors of ours that have been really good vendors with us. But there are times when people act, in my opinion, disrespectfully to me. And it really, it, like my gut instinct is to say, okay, I'm never going to work with you again. All right. I'm never going to give you a good deal again. And it's important for me as a business owner to moderate that inclination because if I, and this is part of the reason why to some extent negotiations in the room can be challenging. If you're someone like me and a lot of other people, because you don't have time in a negotiating room to moderate using time, to moderate your emotions using time, right? Some people can moderate their emotions just by the force of willpower. If they feel themselves getting angry, they can just intentionally say, I'm going to calm down and I'm going to act rationally in this moment, right? And that takes a lot of emotional skill and a lot of capability and frankly, a lot of emotional intelligence to be able to do that in a room when you're negotiating with someone especially when they don't necessarily have that same skill because they might get angrier and angrier and you've got to not necessarily, you can't match that. Otherwise necessarily you'll be in trouble. So if you don't have the ability necessarily, or you don't have the experience to modulate your emotions in the room, the only thing that modulates that is time and your ability to say, you know what? I got that phone call. I got that email. I got that text message. I'm just going to ignore it for a little while. Let my emotions calm down and approach it again, you know, with fresh eyes and maybe feel better. Because otherwise you might say something that might really be a problem. You might react in a knee-jerk way, and that might not very be very healthy for your company. And I'm dealing with this frustration right now. Now, I realize, by the way, if you're the person listening to this and I'm talking about you, I'd love to talk to you more about this, and obviously I'd like to have a more open conversation about this. I'm not going to say your name. You know who you are. I'm not going to say too many details because I don't want necessarily to. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's between us if it's between us. I'm merely using this situation as an example because it is a good example of this situation. I got an email late last night from someone who we've been doing business with. And originally, I had said that because it was a first order, we needed full payment for the order up front. And they negotiated and they said, well, you know, would you be willing to do half up front and half after? I said, sure, I'll make the concession. And I said, I want, we can, we need half up front and then we need half on net 15. 
Now, I realize now, in hindsight, that I probably shouldn't have used the terms net 15 because that's not what I meant. Normally in business, net 15 terms, net 30 terms, net 10 terms, whatever the terms are with the word net, usually means that many business days. Net 15 is 15 business days after complete receipt of the order. That, is, that, was, that was the term that I used that was probably not the right term. Because what I meant was 15 days after the order was placed, we would see the second half of it. And we need to, I need to figure out if there is a more appropriate commercial term to convey that emotion, to convey that specific date. Because I was already, in my mind, giving him a concession by saying, well, you'll pay half of it now and you'll pay half of it in 15 days. That was a concession in my mind from all up front. And in my head, realistically, I am thinking of changing our policy to just say we only do a full payment up front. That's what we do right now with all of our commercial clients. It's what we do now with all of our private clients, right? our customers, our consumer market. Everybody else pays up front. And I think we're going to have to maintain that because the problem is that with these terms, A, the company is not cash flowed properly to be able to do big orders or any orders really without having the money up front because we have to buy materials and we don't have a large liquidity from an excess you know, of, of financial capability. We don't have a big pool of money that we can draw from to cover the expenses while we wait for payment from somebody else. And so if I would have just responded back the way I felt last night when I got that email, it would have probably tanked that relationship. And this is where it's tricky because there's a part of me that says, the way that he said it, the way that he said it in the email was very pedantic. It was very demeaning. It was very much like, oh, no, you're just, you don't understand. Now, in that moment, my first thought was, is I define when you pay me, right? I am the one that determines this. And it's true as the seller and frankly, as the buyer, right? The terms have to be set by both parties. He doesn't get to tell me when he's paying his bills. So this is a challenge, and I think the best solution to me at this moment is I'm going to take a little time, and I'm going to write an email that I think, or email back, expressing that while there clearly was a miscommunication, I'm happy to honor his decision and his desire to pay on the time that he wants to pay, right? I'll honor that this time, and I will be more clear next time with my terms and with the, the, the terms I use specifically to indicate the timing of the payments. And I'll do my best to maintain this relationship, although I am quite upset about this. And I'm quite upset about the way that it, it happened and the way that he went about doing this. Because rather than saying, well, I see the, ter- I see the date that this money is due on the invoice here, but I, don't, I, I think normally the terms would dictate this other meaning, you know, what, what did you mean? Or, or what's the, you know, what's the arrangement that we can come to rather than saying it that way? He basically said, Oh no, no, you don't understand. You're doing it wrong. I'll pay you when I want to pay you. Which anyway, I'm not going to think about that too much. Moral of the story. 
to the terms of an arrangement are defined by both parties. They need to be clearly spelled out, and the terms, if you're using terms like net 15, net 30, need to be specified very clearly about what that means to both parties before the agreement is reached. And in the cases where there are negotiations that happen, and then after the fact, there seems to be confusions about what was confusion about what was agreed upon. It is best, in my opinion, to take some time, let your emotions settle down, and try to do your best in the situation to preserve the relationship and work on communicating in such a way that allows for you to continue to do business into the future. And see if you can find common ground in the arrangement afterwards. All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in today. Be sure to check back in on Thursday for our next topic. Don't forget to check that subscribe button as well as the notification bell to get notified of the latest podcast right away. If you have any questions or concerns about your leather binder, journal, folio, accessory, anything else we sell, please feel free to contact us on the main page of our website, MurdyCreative.co. You can also contact us via Instagram and Facebook. You can text, email, call, direct message, all the usuals. I'll do my best to get back to you as soon as possible, but we do appreciate your patience. You can also get a hold of us easily on our Discord server. So go ahead and check out the top of the description. There's a link there. Join our Discord server. It allows for you to communicate back and forth with us a little bit easier. And there's also a great community that'll be able to potentially answer your questions as well if you've got one. If you have a quick question or you want to place an order over the phone, please feel free to call us on the phone at 414-434-9001. You can also text us at that number, 414-434-9001. We're available Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Central Time. If for whatever reason you can't get a hold of us during that, uh, uh, during that time or after hours, please do leave us a voicemail. We do respond to them. We do get back to them as soon as we can. If you're calling about a specific order, please include the order number in the voicemail. Uh, the order number should start with the letter S and then be followed by a series of number digits. That'll help us identify who we're talking to and what we're talking about, and we can usually identify things, unsolved problems a little faster that way. If you think we deserve it, a good review can go a long way to help us grow our new community. Both review on the podcast, on the product, excuse me, on the podcast, on whatever app you're listening on, as well as on the product itself. Um, if you go to our website, you go to murdercreative.co slash reviews. You can read all of our amazing five-star reviews there. There's another button that says, leave us a good review. You click on that. It should take you now to Google, where you can leave a review on Google that helps our SEO and helps other people who find us on Google. Also, there is a, another button there that says, get directly in contact with us. If for whatever reason you leave us a bad review, please, please, please give us an opportunity to make things right before you leave that review. It is deeply important to me personally that everyone has a good experience, both with the company and with the product. And we want to do whatever we can to make things right if there are problems. Please give us an opportunity to do so before you leave us a bad review. Word of mouth is the best form of advertising, always has been, always will be. So please tell your friends and family about the company. If you're getting a little something for doing that, go to the website. The top of the website, there is a man icon. You click on that. You log in, you create a profile. Then on the main page of the website, in the bottom left-hand corner, there's a little button. That little button is the rewards tab. When you click on that, it'll open up the rewards panel. You can see all of the Murdy Creative cash you've earned. That's 10% back on every purchase that you've ever made. And you can actually spend that on anything in store. So it's a great way to get a little something for doing that. There's also a shareable link there. When you share that with your friends and family, they get $10 off their first purchase. And you get $10 of in-store, excuse me, of in-store credit when they make that purchase. If you are, if you have podcast topics you want to hear more about, send them my way. I'm always looking for new topics to talk about, and I'm happy to talk about just about anything. If you're looking for multiple binders, journals, folios, accessories, anything else we sell for gifts, giveaways, menus, we have bulk discounts built right into the website. All you need to do is mix and match to your heart's desire, build your own perfect package in the cart, and click checkout. The discount art is only based off the total cart quantity, not what's in the cart specifically, so you'll be able to get 
that that bulk discount will automatically apply based off of what you ordered itself. And those only start at a minimum order quantity of five. Then it goes up from there. If you're looking for a custom engraved item, we have no minimum order quantities and no setup fees. It's a simple flat fee per item, normally about $15. It can go um, down a lot if because it's the bulk discount also applies to that. So if you're getting a whole bunch of a custom engraved thing with a logo, it can be a lot less than that $15. But you can just get one if you want to just get one. Go to the website, click on any product page. On the product page, there should be an add custom logo button. If you click on that, it'll take you to the customized version of that product. Be sure to check the um, versions, the options you want, and then click launch customizer or add custom logo. It'll launch our customizer where you can upload logos, artwork, add text. You can rearrange, organize that all, get that taken care of. And then you click add to your cart. It ties that image that you made to that product so that when we go to make it, we can replicate that exactly as you designed it without editing or changing it at all, which is great. Anyway, if you have any questions or problems with that, there's something missing, you don't see the, the button on the website for certain products, do feel free to reach out to us. However, we will be happy to create a custom mock-up for you as well as an order link on any products that, don't, that aren't in the customizer yet. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great day and goodbye.